Welcome back to the Crossover Podcast, a show where you get comics and you get sports, and it's a comic day today. Kevin Miller's here. How's it going, Kevin? Hey, pretty good. How are you? Not bad. Good to have you back. So, today's the day. We've been talking about it for a while. All of the DC television shows finished up. A couple new shows debuted, and we're going to be, you know, just uh, getting caught up on general comic book news, because we haven't uh, talked about it for a while, so... Without further ado, would you like to start with the good stuff or the bad stuff? What do you think? <laughs> would, you, would you like to start on a high note or on a, on a lower I note? I think we should end on a high note. <laughs> end on a high note? All right. So, I guess we, we'll, we'll talk about uh, Felicity and Friends, which is uh, the new title. The Some people on the internet are giving Arrow. Uh, what, uh, other ones I've heard are Keeping Up with the Smokes. That's the one I've heard, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh... I don't know. Uh, somebody had a funny uh, thing where they renamed, because, uh, you know, like renaming Starling City to Star City was a big thing. Yeah, yeah. They changed the they changed it so that the name of the city is actually Fli City. Right? Fli City. Yeah, nice. Fli City. Um, Too clever. So, yep. Felicity and Friends. Mm-hmm. Um, occasionally featuring Green Arrow. Yeah, occasionally featuring Green Arrow and Diggle. Um I believe the last time we talked about that show, we, I believe, Black Canary had just, oh, spoiler alert. No, I don't know, no, it was definitely Holy before that. <laughs> no, no, we, we definitely talked about, uh, the Black, Carry, Black Canary died, I think that was the last thing we talked about, because I remember proposing the question to you. Oh, of, yeah, uh, yeah, you're right. Of if, uh, <laughs> what if Felicity became the Black Canary? The <laughs> How do you feel about that suggestion now? The internet just would explode. Well, I would, I would love to see it just to see the the outcry of of fanboy uh, nonsense. From, well, you from, know what, man, and we can touch on this a lot more later. But uh, anything can happen now. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Thanks <laughs> to the old Flash show. I mean, boy, I hope that they. I mean, I mean, we'll we'll discuss it more when we get to the Flash, but um, this this is our chance, man. This is this is uh, Amanda Waller. Get back on that show, please. <laughs> yeah, but um, so Laurel died, yep. and she used her dying breath to tell us how awesome Felicity was. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. In in of this whole thing for me, I, this whole season and, and the back half of, of this Arrow season, giant clusterfuck. Like, absolute, absolute clusterfuck. Not good. They started high. Neil McDonough, I think. MVP uh, of the season. Absolutely. Well, he was their MVP, but even his shtick, kind of, in the last couple episodes, I was getting yeah, a little I sick Yeah, he was running a little. Like, it, like he, was, he was running. But yeah, he was the MVP of this season. He was, he was a joy to watch in the beginning. Hmm. But like I said, his shtick kind of in the last couple episodes, I was kind of like getting a little sick of Neil McDonough here. <laughs> like, oh yeah, just... and he's he's sickeningly charming, and you would have yeah. liked to see him become unglued a little bit more towards the end, especially after mm-hmm. all the plans started falling through. <laughs> but I mean, really, only two things upset me about this season because I wasn't as irritated with the Felicity stuff. As the rest of the internet. I mean, I didn't care for it, but... Yeah, you're mostly my window into that side of the thing, because I I agree with you, but if mm-hmm. you hadn't mentioned it, I don't think I would have noticed it half as much. And you're apparently seeing a lot more hate for it than I am. 
Oh, she, um, and, and this is let, – let me, let me address this first before we get on to the actual contents of the show. To the people sending Emily Bett Rickards death threats in the mail oh, really? and on Twitter wow. and all that stuff, just fucking stop it. Like, because A, she's not a writer of the fucking show. She just shows up and says her lines and does the thing, and I just – I won't stand for it. Just stop the the, the harassment – Towards good Canadian girl Emily Bent Riggers. Like, just fucking stop it. I have, like, th- this season, yes, season four of Arrow was a clusterfuck, but I have, like, these are the same people who got the ball rolling on this whole TV universe, on, on the, the DC TV yeah, universe. I have, fucking worst, man. <laughs> I have, yeah, I have full faith that they will turn the car around in season five and we'll all be back on board. Now, that said, as far as the Felicity thing, only two things upset mm-hmm. me. Since we've talked, because the one thing that really upset me was when they wrote her character uh, to, you know, where she was like, oh, I wanted to, I, I, like, I want to, you know, go back into the life. And, and Oliver was like, well, you know, like, we're, we got this life. And then, she, you know, I mean, she I guess, things are pretty shitty there. We, yeah. yeah. And then, yeah. And so she was the one who dragged him back into the life and then quit on him halfway through, which that irritated me. But that's got nothing. That, that's just bad writing, in my opinion. Um. Two things irritated me. One was the, I, I mentioned it earlier, was um, Black Canary, uh, Dinah Laurel Lance, probably DC's most significant couple pairing outside of Lois and Clark, would you say? It's up there, certainly. I think they're number two. I think I think Lois it's and Clark. It's one that Superman, stood the test of time for a long time. Yeah, Superman Lois. I think it's Superman Lois Lane, and then it's and then it's Green Arrow and Black Canary. I think they're the number two DC couple, if you ask me. Because I mean, I mean, God bless Scott Free and Big Barda, but like, <laughs> yeah, the, who like the main, yeah, like the mainstream are not as uh, well aware of those two particular characters as they would be to Arrow. Now that's it. Let's get them on this show. The only time I really was like, okay, now I'm irritated with the Felicity stuff was there was the, the, the second last episode where uh, Felicity, or like uh, two things were going on at the same time. One was Diggle and Arrow were running through Dark's secret underground utopia, which, you know, we can touch on how ridiculous that bullshit was <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and later if we feel like it. <laughs> Oh boy! Yeah, <laughs> and at the same time, Felicity, uh, Echo Kellum, and uh, uh, Mister Terrific, Felicity's dad and Felicity's mom were all just sitting in front of computers, clicking away, just shouting out sweet, sweet techno babble. Oh yeah! But it went on for like ten minutes. So we're watching Felicity, her dad, and Echo Kellum yell out. Not like and Mr. Terrific just yell out nonsense mm-hmm. and then sit and turn and type on computers. Meanwhile, the guy who nobody like who was like Felicity's ex boyfriend who nobody gives a fuck about was you know also staring at a computer typing. And this went on for like a good 15 minutes of the episode. And I was sitting there thinking, how the what hell they, how the hell could they have possibly thought that 15 minutes of people staring at computers, yelling out nonsense and and typing? would be entertaining. Like that was a, a, a whoever was in charge of directing and writing that episode. Forgot what I think she give themselves a nut tap. 
Pardon? Forgot what pacing was for about 20 minutes? Yeah. Okay, can well, we cut two-thirds of this? <laughs> just forgot what entertains people, <laughs> right? Because, like, sitting at, like, like w- watching people sitting and type at computers yeah. is not entertaining. Well, it's and, just and not. In the, in, the, in the mix of everything that's going on and, and you know, you have this cutting between, like, you know, scenes of Felicity and uh, the calculator in the apartment typing on various laptops... And then having like their family drama moments while the world's about to end, uh, it's like, come on, hey guys, like, I, I know that you've got a weird family, but maybe focus up for ten minutes. <laughs> like, I yeah. get the world's about to end here, but Jesus Christ! And uh, let's like, get back to like, because all the as weird as it was, and so on. I kind of like we got some awesome stunts from uh from Stephen Amell. I don't know if he's does some stunts, but we got some fantastic shots of him in the Utopia City. Mm-hmm. And it's like, like ooh, more that please. <laughs> you reminded me of one thing. The highlight I would say of the entire back half of the season was Steve one of Stephen Amell's stunt doubles. Mm-hmm. Because there's that one really cool shot. Like running through the streets. <laughs> yes. Where where like they're running through that utopian society and it actually made it look cool because like they had artificial light so it wasn't just shot in the dark all the, on you know on some yeah, yeah. set. It's, it's, it's a green arrow in daylight, which is a fun a fun twist. <laughs> Absolutely. So there was this one shot in in, in the, the one highlight of this terrible episode was some of Dark's like ghosts I think they called them were like in their mm-hmm. black uniforms just firing at Diggle and in the middle of uh, um, fake suburbia. <laughs> yeah, in, in, like white picket fence yeah. <laughs> gated community type of suburbia. So they have all these like perfect little Edward Scissorhandsy type hedgings and stuff like yeah, that and they're like and beautiful yeah, have lawns <laughs> absolutely and there's this one bit Just where they're coming up down with machine gun fire <laughs> yeah these guys are firing and Stephen Amell's stunt double and I'm sure he was on a string but even even so this was a really fun it looked, shot it looked awesome <laughs> it just looked so awesome was he was facing one way he does a full 180 jump and he's airborne mm-hmm. and gets his body completely parallel to the ground and while at the same time Pulls out an arrow and then fires it. And I'm sure the arrow was CG, which helped with the with the whole look of the stunt. But man, did that oh, look absolutely! Cool. This is what the kids call the 360 no scope. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's exactly what it was. It was like the 180, like whoosh, and it just oh, it looks so cool. And I was just like, I and to have that happen after 10 minutes of people going. <laughs> Well, yeah, you you were you were falling asleep, and then something like that happened. You're like, whoa, I'm back. I'm up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like. I man, like just um one thing I, I I think we have to stop in in Arrow and I realize they they use it to fill time because they're trying to they they've got to fill time in a twenty three episode season mm-hmm. either really bring it with the island stuff next time yeah this was not. Or, or fucking stop it. Well, and the thing is, is they fortunately have to stop it. If not, it won't be next season, but if they get a sixth season, definitely then, because they'll be caught up. Yeah. Because as of, as of next season, we're one year before the season one starts, right? Yeah. So it, I think it's time to stop it, because that was really terrible. Like, the, the entire... I, I would say the only stuff that had any reverence... I mean, like, the only time I enjoyed the... Island stuff this year was when we had the John Constantine cameo. I was cameo. Just about to say, yeah, that that one had me on. Uh, I was, I was fifteen episodes in five months yeah, ago. Exactly. Right. I almost forgot and, about it. 
And I would say at the end, when I couldn't even tell you the name of that broad who was following him around the, like, the character name of that. Could you tell me the character name of that broad that was following him around the whole time? Uh, Talk your dome piece right now. No, I can't. Exactly. I think it's starting with a T. Thank That's you. my best guess. Thank, thank you for proving my point. It was Russian uh, Tatiana or something yeah. like that. It, it's but that's probably not right. But all I'm saying is nobody cared. But I will say when she died, mm-hmm. and then, like, so John Constantine back in, like, episode eight, mm-hmm. and then we go through another 15 episodes, and I would say this was the only other cool moment that they had of the island stuff was that character dies, and then Oliver is setting up, like, a stone grave for her, and it's next to Shadow and his dad and all that stuff. And I'm like, okay, that's pretty cool because we never saw that. Yeah, yeah, the earlier the stone so cairn, yeah. Yeah, it's just kind of cool that he, he's keeping all these weird stone graveyards of all the people who he's met and then... <laughs> let <has> die. Been, <laughs> yeah, it's basically so let one die. One season. <laughs> yeah. Um, all that missile stuff was terrible. Oh, good Lord, did they ever, like... Because Felicity, like, let an arrow... Uh, let, one of the well, I wasn't even really her. I, I, I can't blame her for that. <laughs> yeah, sorry. That's I'm trying to put that. I'm, try, I'm turning into the internet and I'm trying to blame How dare her. She? <laughs> I know, right? But so she that, only that one fourteen thousand of them. Yeah, that one missile hit, and then she's they're like, oh, only ten thousand people died. But I'm like, wasn't it a like nuke, <laughs> right? So that you know the fallout from that would also be not good. Yeah, only ten thousand. Yeah. Well, and that was good. Like she was able to divert it to like I guess a much much less populated place, but mm-hmm. she diverted it away from a city to a small town. So instead of millions of people dying, only thousands of people well, died. That's another right? issue, and I texted you about this. I think it was like in the actual finale itself, because at one point there's one uh, missile headed towards Star City, and everyone's freaking out, and Oliver gives his speech and everything like that, and it's a very inspiring moment. But then, like it was, it was literally yeah, like, it, on a rooftop with a missile flying at them, and Felicity's like, "Oh, I typed in my laptop, and we diverted it," and they're like, "Hey, we're cheering." I'm like, "Um, <laughs> where'd that nuke go just now? Like, maybe you want to keep tabs on that." That was the other what thing. That end it, up? The Rubicon thing apparently launched 15,000 missiles, and then they were just kind of able to be like, you know, oh, we stopped them. And it was like, well, where are they, right? Like, they're not just going to go up into space and (laughs) cease to exist, They said, like, oh, we were able to, they they said that, because they're like, oh, we can basically redirect a lot of them towards space. And I'm like, okay, but we also saw, like, um, what I immediately thought of was uh, Dark Knight Returns. Where yeah. one missile goes off in the atmosphere and it basically causes a nuclear winter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, it, it was enough to create an EMP shatter that you know shut the city down yeah, for it. Yeah, and I mean like night, right, causing mass riots and stuff, which is it's it's funny to end the world, but it's definitely going to have environmental consequences. And that was one nuke. <laughs> Yeah, right. Not fifteen thousand. Sorry, that was one cold air, cold war era nuke. <laughs> yeah. And not only that, thousand nukes. <laughs> like, guys, that's a large number. Like, maybe take a zero off of that, and I'll sort of believe you. Jesus Christ! This is why they should have just went for it at the end of season four. <laughs> they should have got like and fifteen million nukes full of them. <laughs> All right. They should have. They should have had some of the nukes hit. Uh, they should have had a nuke hit and destroy Star City and killed everybody. Because then, like, nobody would have seen that coming. First off, it would have been great. Like. Game of Thronesy and type thing, because like they did the Game of Thrones kind of thing in season one, where uh, Oliver was like, "I stopped your 
you know, city leveling machine there, Malcolm Merlin. And then he was like, yeah, but I had two and you didn't know that, did you? And then it leveled half the city and you were watching it like, whoa, didn't see that coming, right? <laughs> like, Yeah, that was uh, sort of Dr. This... Man, his, uh, his Watchmen moment. <laughs> It's yeah. like, oh, I already did the plan 35 minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm not a comic book villain, right? <laughs> like, and they did that, and uh, I, I always thought, I was like, because I remember uh, watching that thinking, okay, because Flash happened on a Thursday, on a Tuesday, right? Yeah. And I was like, Flash is like resetting the universe, and they could use this as a crazy, like Flash went back and kind of did the Flashpoint paradox thing, mm-hmm. where he saved his mom and could shatter the very balance of time and only next uh september october will we find out if that only if that time change is only going to occur across the flash show or if it occurs across the entire cw verse and as the missiles were like coming down i was thinking it would be unbelievably awesome it would save this (laughs) ballsy as hell and would save this like this clusterfuck of a back half of this season four for arrow if that missile hit Star City and blew it up, but then it didn't. And we, but then it didn't even matter because the flash. You can like, say that. Stuff. Like, I mean, go for it and have time. your emotional beats too. But have like, um, yeah. have like, Dig and and uh, uh, Curtis and Felicity and Felicity's mom all die. Like, just get killed by ghosts. And have them like stop a nuke that hit Star City, but like oh, but you know we were able to save the city, but in doing so we missed all these other ones, and now like the entire eastern seaboard has been destroyed, and mm-hmm. like be like oh shit, like you know we beat Dark, but at what terrible cost, you know? <laughs> Whoops! <laughs> like you know, sort of Stone Age humanity, like ooh. Like, and you know, that way you can still have the emotional beast, not just be like, well, I guess Avalon Arrow's dead now. Um. <laughs> Yeah. That would be awkward as hell, right? Like, you say it'd be awesome, but it'd be like, huh. It would just would have been, because nobody would have seen it coming. And, like, half of the internet was, like, cheering for the missiles to hit, I think, at that point, right? So, if it did, and then they're just like, and Flash reset the universe. So I would have been like, woo! Because it was like, just go for it, is what I kept <laughs> thinking, right? I was like, just go for it, and then reset the universe. But I guess it was, it was just crazy. Um... I think it's really strange that in the back three episodes, the best character was Lonnie Machen. Like, like yeah. that was weird. Like, he was doing something. And I've always liked the Anarchy character. I think he's a very underrated uh, Batman villain. Mm-hmm. But this was less... This guy was... Like, the like the, the, the Lonnie Machen they had was less Anarchy and more Joker. Yeah. Which is which, a classic thing people operating in DC can today. Yeah. Very, very much so. Uh, I mean, I didn't mind it. I mean, he wasn't just like I didn't. But it was, it was very like, hey, let's throw this guy back in as a wild card at the end here to kind of even the playing field a little bit. Absolutely, but like when he killed that, uh, when he killed the guy's wife and was actually doing stuff, I was like, this is crazy. This is good. It's but like, good. and I thought it was an interesting foil for Thea at the end of the season. Yeah, he wasn't Joker-ish in the sense that he was. His his moves weren't randomly chaotic, but anyone he was jokerish in the sense that people got in his way, and he was like, "Well, now you're getting stabbed in the heart, right?" Like, mm-hmm. and I feel absolutely nothing for you. Um, are you ready for me to blow your mind, Miller? Yeah, sure, go for it. I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna see if I can blow your mind. This this might not be true, but here's my theory. Okay, is the reason that. There was a lack, a significant lack of actual Stephen Amell 
in this season and the fact that they focused a lot more episodes on Felicity Smoke and her goings on. Mm -hmm. Could that potentially be a result of the fact that Stephen Amell was shooting a Hollywood movie at the same time that this season was going on? And then towards the back of the season, he was having to go out and promote said movie. I imagine so. Yeah. Like I kind of took that for, there you go. I assumed that. (laughs) Yeah. Like there you go. Cause that's one thing. The internet is not, taking into account while they're sending that poor girl death threats over the fucking... And, I mean, I hope it's worth it. Like, I, I can't speak for how awesome the Ninja Turtles movie is going to be, but I, I would have preferred a good season of Arrow. <laughs> That's true. But, I mean, you got to take your swings. No, yeah, and like, listen, it's, chance, if right? you're Stephen like, Amell, you take your shot at getting on the big yeah. screen, right? And get your checks, right? Like, because like, you don't know. Like, this Arrow thing's not going to go on forever, right? Oh, absolutely. So... Get your, get your, like, like keep getting them checks while you get the... Uh, yeah, and I mean, that's the other thing, you know. too, because a lot of people were saying, like, oh, like, you've had, like, these conversations back and forth between directors and actors and et cetera, but why isn't Grant Gustin the DC uh, Cinematic Universe Flash? And I'm like, well, you know, that would be cool, first of all, but that would significantly take away from him being on the show Flash, which is fantastic, and I don't want that show to suffer. Mm-hmm. It's it's funny that you bring up the uh, the Flash and the Flash movie that Grant Gustin is apparently not a part of because that movie looks like it's falling apart. Like the director already walked, yeah. and the Aquaman director uh, whose name is currently escaping my my dome, he he was ready to walk, mm-hmm. and then they talked they talked him back into it, and he tweeted that photo of himself in front of like the Aquaman poster, going, "Let's do this." Yeah, I but guess, all- yeah. <laughs> You can see it. It was all very it's nothing behind those eyes. <laughs> yeah, he, you could tell it was like I, I like it. It looked like like I looked into his eyes, and you could yeah. tell he was just he did not want to be there, right? Man, and it, it was just a thousand yards down. Yeah. yeah, I was just like, man, DC is really good. Like, there's a very good chance. Okay, that, yeah, <laughs> this is a very good chance that Suicide Squad is the only one they get. Actually, that's not true, because I got high hopes for this Wonder Woman movie. It's so but it's, it, it's, it well, it seems we, like what they're doing. About this. It's on the shakiest possible ground, and everyone knows yeah. it now, and at least there's that. At least they're not like, we did it. <laughs> we made our money, and everything's great. Did, uh, did, you hear, about it. did you hear what happened to the Arrow subreddit? No. I don't know if I'm pronouncing those words properly, but... Uh, <laughs> but uh, whoever ran or was running the Arrow Reddit or subreddit or whatever it is, apparently they were so pissed off with the season that they changed it to, they changed it to a Daredevil subreddit. <laughs> <laughs> so they just completely abandoned Arrow and went to <laughs> change, change it to a Daredevil subreddit, which and I don't know. It's good to see. Yeah. It's good to see people not overreact to <laughs> like one half a bad season of television, a very bad half a season, but yeah. uh, only, a half a season, nonetheless. And I don't want to, you know, throw rocks because I'm definitely a little guilty of this too. But nerds are so entitled. <laughs> yeah, I uh, get it. Like, it's one thing to feel not that strongly about this this season of Arrow. It's another thing entirely to send the actress death threats. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's fucking crazy. Don't do that. <laughs> Yeah, don't be an asshole. Like, just don't. Um, I had a couple thoughts uh, that I don't know if you were about to bring up, but I'll bring them up instead. Uh, I wish that 
anything really came out of the death of Laurel. Uh, it gave yeah. it gave Quentin a lot to deal with. Like the best That's, thing that happened with Laurel's death happened in Legends of Tomorrow. <laughs> exactly right. Like it, it, the you, you just hit the nail on the head. That's the thing when everybody started losing their minds with like that was the exact point when everybody was kind of on the fence with the season and. I remember saying, because the thing is, I like it when characters, when they take chances like this and kill off characters. I've, I've, if you've listened to this podcast for any length of time, then you know that the, my main problem with the Marvel Cinematic Universe is that there's no stakes because none of those characters ever die. Right. And for them to go and do that with the Black Canary, I applaud their chutzpah to do it, but... Unfortunately, this was poorly executed. Very like. Well, and executed. here's the thing, and we see it a lot. And there's actually a trope named after it from like an old uh, Green Lantern comic, I believe. It's it's called Fridging, where they basically put her in the fridge. Uh, I think it's from a episode or a comic for Green Lantern, where I think was it Kyle Rayner. Like, he was kind of on the fence about whether he wanted to fight for justice and et cetera, et cetera. And then some villain, like, came and killed his girlfriend and, like, stuffed her body in his fridge. Mm-hmm. And that became, like, well, now I have this motivation. And it's kind of this, like, antiquated sexist way of killing off a female character to provide motivation for the heroes. Mm-hmm. Um, and And unfortunately, this kind of smells of that. Where, yes. because for the rest of the season, like I say, they, there was good stuff that came out of it in Legend of Tomorrow, and there was even a decent nod of it in Flash. Um, mm. But everything that happened from Laurel's death uh, after that in Arrow that had anything to do with the fact that she was dead was her, people just using her name to win their argument. Yeah. Like, it was always like, you know, well, we're going to do this. Well, what if you do this instead? Well, I was like, that isn't what Laurel would want. And I was like, well, I guess you win. <laughs> I guess ignore what I was saying. <laughs> that's, that's the Trump card in every conversation now. Yeah. It, just and felt, like I, it felt shitty. And I was hoping for better. I really was. Yeah. These, it, shows, it was these shows are fairly, you know, they, they they give the women their due. And Laura was kind of awesome since she mm-hmm. kind of got over her alcoholism and didn't need no man and was doing her own thing and was was cool. Like, I didn't mind becoming a strong female. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Like, she was... Becoming the black canary. Yes, like, she was, she was getting... Yeah. Like, it, it took her a while because, like, that was, in my opinion, one of the weaker characters of maybe the first two, two and a half seasons. Mm-hmm. But she found her niche and she did it well and it sucks that they just killed her off for what feels like a... It, it, like, it could have gone either way and I feel like they didn't do it as well as they could have. It was it, it was poorly written. It was absolutely poorly written. That's just the like it just was. It was it was it was badly written. It, it her death had no reverence. It didn't even really like. Well, it uh, it, 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 just, it, it was bad, it but bad. not in a good way. It felt it felt yeah. specifically like we're gonna pull your heartstrings now, ha <laughs> ha, mm-hmm. yeah. and then use her name in every motivational speech because that's what Laurel would have wanted. <laughs> Laurel would have wanted it this way. That's not what Laurel thought for, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We have to protect her memory, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, all right. Uh, I'm like, all, all just, valid points, but, I mean, it, that's all it is. is. It basically took a lot of characters who were losing their motivation and kind of losing their direction and used Laurel to focus up, and that's not a good enough way to spend a character death. Everything that happened after that Christmas, like the, the episode for the Christmas break, I would say, is when... 
pretty much everything f- just fell yeah, apart. Yeah, and it's the not show. that it was it's... all bad. Like, we got some good cameos and stuff like that. Like, I really mm-hmm. like that they brought the calculator into the show as uh, Felicity's dad, because yeah. I, I thought that was a good poll, because they kind of mm-hmm. had, were setting her up as Oracle, and I thought, like, ooh, that's, that's an interesting dynamic. Um, but then it ended up being kind of like a, well, let's have a, a lot of awkward conversations between Noah and, and Felicity's mom. And it's like, uh, oh, God, yeah, <laughs> like if, if we never see Felicity's mom and I have nothing against that actor, actress, she's game with the material. They're just, it's the writing and that character. Sucks. Well, it's <laughs> right. So it's, like, and I don't mind her. Like it, it's nice to have another person on the show who doesn't know who everyone's secret identity is. Mm-hmm. Um, because that never lasts. Uh, Ollie's very happy to tell everyone who he is all the time. Yeah. Um, but, uh, like, I liked having her around until she became a distraction. Because it was very much, and I mentioned this earlier, it was very much like, we have to save the world right now. And she's like, well, come on, uh, let's, like, let's have this family conversation right now. Like, she, she's very much the soap opera character on this pseudo soap mm-hmm. opera show. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just something that was a little overdone during what was literally an apocalypse here. <laughs> I think like, let's focus on the action during an apocalypse. <laughs> yeah, I th- I think the I think the vixen episode. I think anything after that for this season is pretty much pretty much junk because everything after that is dark dies. The stuff with Diggle and his brother, which was pff, not very good. Oh, and God, anytime, and that, and you were saying this too, like oh, anytime man. that they were doing their techno babbles when you could just shut off your brain for a few minutes, because there were like yeah. maybe like four or five episodes in a row where there was like a five minute scene where you know Andy was in the cage and Diggle was there talking yeah. to him, and that, that was when I was what checking, to you, man? I was checking my fantasy baseball scores going during those during those scenes. Yeah, exactly. I would be like, "Hey, I wonder." I would be like, "Hey, I wonder how Jose Altuve did today." And right, like it was just like this is a great opportunity for me to make a fresh cup of coffee. <laughs> yeah, it, it was it was just bad. But I've I've uh, like these are the guys that started it all. I have I have full faith that they'll be able to turn the car around on Arrow and, and we'll be right back. Because, I mean, this season had some awesome stuff. Like, and, like, and it wasn't not... all bad. And I, like, I don't know if I liked it. And I'm at a point you... right now where I don't know if I liked it more or less than season three. You could argue that the best Oliver moment in this season took place on Legends of Tomorrow when he was one-armed Ollie and he showed up in the future episode. Yeah, and I mean, we had a lot of good character moments on shows that aren't their shows, too. Like, there was a lot of that, and I mean, I kind of love that. <laughs> so we'll slide into Legends of Tomorrow next, but I want you to give your overall grade for Season 4 of The Flash. Or The Flash of Felicity and Friends. Okay. Um, B. Just B. Oh, good lord! Average across Way the board. Off. A lot of good Way stuff. Off. A lot of missteps. I Way look off. forward to where I can come back. Way off. Completely disagree. This is. I got this at like a four out of ten. This entire season. Oh, not even a passing grade. It, it, no, not even a passing grade. It was. It was bad. B A D bad. Um, wasn't shite. Like I'm thinking. I'm giving it a a four. It might be like a three if we didn't have. If I didn't have a lot of fun with like Vixen showing up and Neil McDonough for most of the season. Uh, but not good. Not not good. It, you take one of the best characters in 
the history of DC comic books and you have her stabbed in the chest and, and have it mean very little other than to be like this driving force like you mentioned earlier. I just bad, but fully like uh, when episode one airs next season, I'm going to watch it. And, uh, yeah, and see, that doesn't sound like a, a four to ten to me. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like, no, if I'm giving this I, a ten, I'd say probably a six, so maybe a decent. No, I, this, no, this is a four. This is a four for me. This is a bad season. And uh, but I, 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 I fully I give Batman it. versus Superman a three. I can't give this a four. <laughs> I just. <laughs> Well, that, that, that's a whole other Yeah, thing. I know. Not that we should be <laughs> having sure. internally consistent ratings. Sometimes. Yeah. And we don't need to get back on the Batman-Superman topic Absolutely again. Absolutely not. Let's move on. So, uh, let's slide over to Legends of Tomorrow, mm-hmm. which uh, I think the last time we talked Legends of Tomorrow, we were talking a little uh, Jonah Hex. I think that was the last. I, I think no, that... I haven't seen that episode yet, so I was behind on all these shows, and I okay. basically shotgunned like the last, I think, six episodes of Legends of Tomorrow. Okay, so that's week. about where we. That was that so was the, the first Jonah... one that I hadn't seen yet. So yeah, so the Jonah Hex is is around where we, we were. So basically, the back like five six episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, I I I absolutely I love the ending to this. Yep. It, it dipped a little there in uh oh god the, the beginning of the second act of the season. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, like it was I don't want to say it was a roller coaster. I feel like we had like if you look at this entire season as a three-act structure, mm-hmm. I think act 1 was really strong. Act 2 was not bad, but mediocre. Mm-hmm. Mediocre. And then, <laughs> and then I think Act Three came on strong, but Act Three had a couple of <laughs> had a couple of silly moments where I was like, "Yeah, that was very good." <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like I, I just like, yeah, there were a couple of ones like um, when when the Time Masters had the, the Oculus, and I was just like. Because the Oculus thing to me was so MacGuffin. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. <laughs> and I hated it. I mean, it was too, like, I'm okay with MacGuffins every once in a while, but that was way too MacGuffin-y, right? Where I was just like, we've been building for the, like this whole thing when it was just like, oh, we've got this Oculus. You didn't even have to go back in time. Right? We've been <laughs> like, controlling you from the very beginning. Yeah. I, to me, I was like... All right. Whatever. I'll, yeah. I was like, whatever. The only reason I was okay with it is because I destroyed it two episodes. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. <laughs> like, so, okay, no more of that shit. <laughs> all of the, like, no, Vanagar no references. <laughs> I mean, they started doing awesome stuff, like like setting up the Fanagar invasion oh, yeah. and stuff oh, like yeah. that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Always awesome. If you were a fan of the comic book series when that happened, or they did a Justice in the, I think it was a three-part episode in, or three-parter in the Justice League animated yeah, they series. Kicked, they which, kicked off a of Justice League because it introduced Talk Girl. Yeah, and... No, I don't think it kicked off. I think it bookended the uh, the Justice League. I think it was like the last. I think it was the last three episodes of that before they switched to Justice League Unlimited. I could be wrong, but Maybe. because there was this period where it was like she was basically banished from the Justice League because she like, yeah, like she yeah. left. But the there was definitely like, a Thanagar invasion at the end of the, first, yeah. of the Justice League, but I, I seem to remember yeah. like her being introduced by an alien invasion 
And maybe that was more John Jones. I can't recall. It's been a while. Yeah, that was the John Jones, the White Aliens. Uh, that's the, the first two episodes. Right. There yeah, were two alien white... invasions in that. Show. Yeah, <laughs> the White Martians. Yeah, the White Martians showed up in in the first two episodes of, uh, and that was the whole reason the Justice League even collaborates because yeah, it's right. like this white threat. And I believe they bookended that with yet yet another alien invasion. But it was the Thanagarians who, and it turned out that she was a spy who'd been sent there to. Right, yeah. To scout for conquer. Yeah, exactly. She was the she was the Zim of uh, she was the invader Zim of the uh, of the Thanagarians. Um, the I mean I don't want to talk about the ending just yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I um, like how bananas this show got. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. They they took the. Like, I had a lot of theories going in, and they, they kind of did all of them, and then kind of did the opposite of them at the same time, and yeah. I loved it. <laughs> like, having, first of all, and we mentioned this when we did, like, our first sort of impressions of the show, I completely forgot that Cronus was a thing, so him showing up <laughs> at the very beginning, I'm like, oh yeah, him, awesome. Yeah, uh, having him be McRory the whole time, incredible. <laughs> yeah, that was brilliant. Because I did not see that coming. I'm like, that's great. That's just fantastic. Have it be someone you know and give this character a whole new dimension. The one who mm-hmm. desperately needed it. And the one who I was kind of hoping would have that sort of dark middle chapter. Yes. Um, because I said at the beginning, like, I was kind of... Because he's the one with kind of, like, the least personality and is the least redeemable and just kind of this asshole dude that you would bring along for no reason. Like, why would you have him along? And I'm like, well, he's going to have, like, the big hero moment at the end of the season. And we kind of got that, too. Yes. Uh, and perhaps even better for the fact that he didn't get to have it. Yes. He wanted to have it and didn't. <laughs> yeah, and th- th- we we mentioned earlier about how not great the uh, Black Canary death was in Arrow. Right. The complete opposite of that for the Leonard Snart, Captain Cold, sacrificing himself for the team, death, and and him being like, you know, there are... And the the, the, the mocking of Marvel when he went yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> it was, hey, it was, well, you know, Marvel's been, you know, lobbing all these, like... I wouldn't even say grenades. They've also been... Because Mar- Marvel has been getting out the bazooka and firing the bazooka, but they have also not been above taking out the needles and just poking with the needles as well, oh, yeah, too, yeah. because we can talk about how, like, DC launched their rebirth last week, mm-hmm. and at the same time, Cap- uh, or Captain America decided to become an, age- an agent of Hydra in their new Captain America series. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw that or not. Like That was not coincidental. And A, a giant <laughs> fuck like, you to everyone. <laughs> yeah, it was them being like, oh, DC's launching their rebirth? Well... <laughs> Captain America's in Hydra now, like, we'll steal all that conversation. Like, it's just like, they have to needle him like that and stuff, and it's just like, uh, so, <laughs> just to have DC kind of also, like, returning serve, it's like, this is fun. I like I like that we have a rivalry again, uh, while they both make boatloads of this. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, just, no, like, sure. Count their piles of money. Sure, they don't mind. Um, yeah, the Leonard Snart death was, yeah, the complete opposite of, it, it, it worked so well within the confines of the show and then served to motivate everybody going forward and and it kind of was a nice tapper on the sort of uh sort of back and forth relationship we had with him and uh rory through the season mm-hmm. um I, I nothing was better to me than 
in the season than when Hawkeye and Hot Girl were like, we're not coming with you for season two, and then flew away. That was like a, woo! <laughs> Thank God. Because, <laughs> like, I, like, you know me, DC, I'm, I'm, I, I, I ride for DC, live and die for, for DC. Yeah. All, like, their characters are, that, that's my shit. The Hawkman and Hawk Girl, I just, I, they suck. I, they are terrible. I've never liked them in any medium. Yeah, of, I generally don't care. And I, and I also don't think that we've seen the last of them by any means, but we'll get a cameo here or there. They won't, like, we don't need to have an ensemble cast of, what, eight, nine characters anymore. And, Unfortunately, I mean, he he admitted in public that uh, he's not going to be a main character on the show anymore. Uh, but he didn't say he's out of the game for good, which is great. So we will get to see uh, Wentworth Miller back as Leonard Snart from time to oh, time, sure. which is great. It sucks that he's not uh, front runner anymore. Yeah, he's basically not the main character of the show. Yeah, because he was but... running the show for quite a while there. Oh, yeah, absolutely, and and was just. Oh, he was fantastic, and oh, it was, it, I'll, I'll miss him. But I'm glad he's not gone forever, and uh, wish him nothing but luck with that Prison Break show that uh, I'm sorry not watching. Oh yeah, <laughs> not my thing. Yep. Uh, I just, I mean, <laughs> what did you feel, or how did you feel about the? I I, I wasn't sure about how I liked the device, the, this device, as far as the time traveling was. I probably liked uh, it, but go on. <laughs> did you? But Kendra, when she, when when Hot Girl was stuck in like when everybody was in like you know 2061, like or or, or 2166, mm-hmm. and they just destroyed the Oculus or whatever, and Kendra was in like 1944. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she ran into a random soldier and was like, "Hey, I like I recognize that helmet," and then put a note in the helmet, and the helmet. Was the helmet that was apparently in? Because uh, I mean, I didn't know this, but it was apparently in uh, his office the whole time. Yeah, his office of random collectible <laughs> gifts. And then they're like, "Hey, we found a note in this helmet, and it tells us where to go find Kendra." And I was just like, uh, "Here's the thing: I like it as a device. I don't like it be- as that specific item because there are probably hundreds of thousands of identical helmets. And how the yeah. fuck could she have known?" <laughs> like, I recognize this one helmet that you're the only guy who oh that that one i that i was like okay we're going with it because it's a comic book show and it's well a- I, I like that because it's one of those things where it's like oh we she put this note here like this much time ago so it's literally been there for as long as he's had that helmet just has not noticed <laughs> yeah it's just it's like huh there's, there's all kinds of weird little time paradox things here and there and i love that they do all of them yeah. Like, it, it makes no sense and doesn't need to. Like, it, that's what I mean. Like, in the last, like, three or four episodes, it really went off the rails, and I loved it. Like, the idea that you can have people who, you know, there are three characters on that show who, you know, two of them are reincarnating every time they die, so you can visit past versions or future versions of themselves. or uh, And, like, you know, Vandal Savage, who's eternal, so he can literally go back in time and talk to his former self. <laughs> Like stuff like that, and we got we got a lot of good stuff on uh, Flash with like at the uh, end of the season doing that sort of thing as well. Um, but to have three simultaneous Vandal Savage fights during different time periods was awesome. Yeah, that was <laughs> that was like really cap for that season. Yeah, and I sh- I I shit all over the the Hawk Man Hawk Girl characters just 
Well, A, because, like, the guy who plays Carter Hall is a fucking meatbag. And, uh... <laughs> and... Like, or he's good to look at if he's somebody, but uh, I don't care. I'm, yeah, I, I just... Man. Oh, God. But, like, it, like, I hate those characters in general, so, yeah. it, like, even if frickin', I don't know, DiCaprio was playing Hawk, Hawk guy, <laughs> I'm not yeah, Hawk man. I would still be like, oh, God, why is he playing this guy? <laughs> he sucks so Damn bad. Leo. Yeah, basically, I hate Hawkeye, I hate Hawkman, and I hate Hawk Girl. so apparently I got this thing with Hawks, where if you put a Hawk in a name, I'm just not going to like the character. <laughs> and, um... Uh, I like I I shit all over them, but they had the best shot in the final episode where they uh they were on the rooftop fighting Vandal Savage and his cronies, and Vandal Savage like threw a bomb or something, and they did the like looks like we're going to have to jump. Yeah, it goes <laughs> you know, slow action, though. A, yeah, action sequence thing, and then they jumped, and when they jumped over the thing, the wings like came out, and it was like ha, and then and like it was them flying and explosion in the background. Yeah. That that was probably the coolest shot in the entire series, and it it was given to the two lamest characters in the entire series. So take take that for for what it is. Um, oh, did you have anything else you wanted to touch on before we get to the little uh, setup? I think you kind of mentioned it before, but uh, getting the Adam to do the giant Ant Man before Ant Man. Yes, <laughs> right. Like yeah, right DC, before. <laughs> Right back to the rivalry, Marvel tech or DC technically beat Marvel to Giant Man by like 24 hours, <laughs> I, I think. <laughs> yeah, the, and so they were like, "Hey, stole it from us." Uh, well, which you know they did. Yeah, obviously not the case, but like, oh man, what a coincidence! Yeah. <laughs> I know it was great. If you uh, spoiler alert, I guess if you haven't seen uh, <laughs> Civil War yet, but who the hell hasn't seen Civil War yet? Uh, uh, it giant. It went like from this this giant robot thing that was shooting beams and stuff, and then he just got into a big rock'em sock'em robot, not to block off. It's <laughs> a lot of fun. <laughs> I'm like, all right, I, this seems ridiculous, but I love it. Yeah, it you want know, this show needs more giant robot fights. <laughs> <laughs> Loved it. Oh boy, oh, Ray Palmer showing up in his Gundam. Ah, <laughs> uh, we can talk about that ending that set up. Season two of the show. Great ending, uh, but yeah, it's funny though. I'm, oh, I'm you like blew to, it! You did it so bad. Yeah, I'd like to start off by telling a story. Um, my 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 wife, my lovely wife, oh, wow. who enjoys this show, she she loved Legends of Tomorrow, but when she found out that uh, now I I, I should uh, start by saying I had already seen the finale, mm-hmm. she had not, and we were about to sit down and watch it together. And I had informed her that Wentworth Miller wasn't going to be back because he was shooting the prison break show and, and he was still going to be on. He, he'd pop up every now and then as Captain Cole, but he wasn't going to be a weekly member of the cast. And her heart sank so much Trust that she was like, she was like, I'm probably not going to keep watching, to keep watching legends. She's like, I'm going to keep watching arrow and flash, but I don't know if I'll keep up with legends. If Wentworth Miller's not there, like she was out now. I had already seen, <laughs> the ending, so I knew what the setup was for season two, yeah. and the little nugget that they were going to oh, drop, yeah, yeah. name drop at the end of the episode. So when she was telling me this, I was just like, "Oh, really?" <laughs> right? So I had the kind of, I had the Schadenfreude of, "Well, let's watch the finale." And then, fucking Rex Tyler, the Iron, the Hour Man, <laughs> shows up and was like, "I'm a member of the Justice Society of America," uh, and oh. then it was just like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> <laughs> And she was like, "Yep, yeah, I'm back, baby." She's like, "I'm in." If we're gonna do the Justice Society with, oh god, it was it was, 
And I was like, oh my god, the fucking hour man. That's ridiculous. <laughs> oh, I ended up going for it on this uh, network, and I kind of love it. Yeah. Because I just love the device of, like, you know, who sent you here? You did. <laughs> like, yeah, oh god. that's great. Yeah, he's like, you from the future sent me back to save you, because, you know. I don't know what show you thought you were in. <laughs> yeah. Well, I can literally say anything here. <laughs> Oh god, that was really good. I just I absolutely love that uh, they brought the hour man into the show. Ah, yeah. So, uh, anything else you want to mention about uh, Legends of Tomorrow before we move on to the Flash? Um, Any predictions for season two and uh, or anything like that? You know what? Anything can happen. I imagine we'll get some sort of touch on the Thanagarians. Yeah. I, I hope that that wasn't just a device. For, no, they for explaining they, why the the Time Lords were uh, doing what they were doing with Savage because that yeah, was no, ridiculous. But uh, I assume that 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 was them planting seeds for hey, we're going to do this, and I assume season two. I, I hope so too. The Thanagarian invasion. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, great for the season of Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, I'll give it. I'll give it an A minus. Uh, mm-hmm. Not perfect, but it, and it definitely slowed down in the middle for me, like you were saying. But mm-hmm. it came back and gave me everything I wanted out of that show. Mm-hmm. Um, we got a lot of great character moments from people I didn't expect to see it from. Uh, Hawk Girl and Hawk Guy will not be returning. <laughs> uh, yeah. um, Woo! <laughs> Arthur Darville kind of became amazing. <laughs> oh yeah, he was great. Uh, like, and he was just kind of like angry nanny at the he beginning was, yeah, of the show and he kind of went off the rails as everything fell apart towards the end which is how I like to see these characters react yeah he had kind of a one trick pony thing going on in the beginning there. yeah and I even like the little poll that uh, you know the reason that he's got the jacket that he has is because he got it from Jonah Hex like I'm like ooh that's a good one yeah the uh, the scene when he like flew into the sun I mean, we probably should have touched on it earlier, but the scene where he flew under the sun and then he saw his, like, I honestly thought he was gone. I'm like, he, I'm like, he's gone. And, and I don't know, like somebody else is going to show up at the end and be like, you know, from the future. And then, and, uh, uh, Dominic Purcell's best line of the entire series was probably when he was like, I don't want to lose another friend yeah. or whatever. Like that, like that was great. Was like, I but yeah, when, it. <laughs> that was great when he flew into the sun and then his, his family show up even though it's completely inexplicable, but yeah. <laughs> it happened, and I guess it was... Uh, he was just blackout, yeah, that's what I figured. Yeah. Uh, I thought that that was rather... That that was ex- exceptionally well done. That, yep. that and I actually like that, despite everything that they did, the whole reason that he did everything was to save his family, and he didn't. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was a good touch. Mm-hmm. Um, Plus, Casper Crump as Savage was delightful. <laughs> <laughs> delightfully over. Yeah, exactly. Just as hammy as I want him because he wasn't on the show uh, as much as Damien Dark, so we didn't have enough time to get sick of him. Yeah, and it was also like seven episodes less of him. Too, yeah, right? yeah, exactly. Yeah, crossover, right? Then it was, I don't know, more like five episodes left. But um, they, did it. they did the Savage thing, and he had future tech, and it was great, and oh, oh they did everything I wanted with Savage. I was very happy. These shows work so much better when... I think they've got. I, I think if you've got one central villain and not too much else going on, it seems to work out. When you like, you start you start spreading yourself thin and doing too much, which is what we saw in season three and four of Arrow, which have been generally weaker. 
than season two when season two was like Deathstroke is the bad guy and there's a couple of he's got a couple of cronies with him but it's him and we're gonna follow him the entire way. Legends of Tomorrow, same thing. First season of The Flash, same thing with. Uh, yeah, and, well, you throw uh, both you, the Flash actually really. You throw a couple in as um, like you do your bad sort of wild cards too. Like the the thing that was interesting here is that we had like the fact that because we had Savage as like the central target, um, but we also had Kronos as this kind of constant threat that kind of resolved about halfway through. And the, time and the Time Lords who were constantly trying to stop them from doing everything that they were doing. Plus, they like time itself was kind of their villain here because every time they were doing something, there was a threat that they could fuck it up forever. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to give Legends a strong 8 out of 10. Mm-hmm. I think I think that's about the... Uh, yeah, that's about what I feel. <laughs> that's about... I feel like that's where they are. So... Without further ado, let's move on to the big to, show. <laughs> yeah, to the third and final one, which was the Flash. Season two of and the Flash. Last time we saw the Flash, I think we were talking a little King Shark, a little trajectory, yeah, ish era. I think we were, we were in that kind of uh, space. So after that, we saw. Uh, a little bit of what uh, happened we, in this season. <laughs> yeah, we figured out who Zoom was. Uh-huh. I, th- I don't think we'd known who Zoom was Not yet. Not quite yet. No, I think that yeah, was the next I'm, episode. I'm, yeah. Uh, so we found out that the guy Teddy Sears, who was posing as Jay Garrick, was actually Zoom, mm-hmm. and then it turned out he wasn't Jay Garrick at all. Correct. Which I'm okay with. Yeah. And because I'm like, you can't make Jay Garrick evil, right? <laughs> and then turns out they didn't, which was great. Mm-hmm. Um, Stole his name from the speedster that he kidnapped. <laughs> yeah, which to me, I think that was one of the bigger uh, plot holes of this that series. Because why didn't Zoom just kill him? I mean, mm-hmm. he wasn't siphoning his power with that mask, so I guess. But anyway, we find out that the guy in the mask. We first off, we find out Zoom is being played by Teddy Sears, who was masquerading as Jay Garrick. And then we find out that the man in the, that's in the mask that's been sitting in that room, tapping the glass for fucking 12 episodes is, yeah. <laughs> I, I think uh, I texted you when I found this out <laughs> because I'm like, I was both right because I had two theories about who it was and both were hmm. technically true. <laughs> On yeah, moment, was, I'm like, it's either, it's either the real Jay Garrick or, yeah. and I like as Teddy Sears, or yeah. it's uh, Henry Allen on Earth Two. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, oh well, it's it's John Wesley Ship as yes. Jake. And I'm like, oh well, I guess I'm right. <laughs> yeah, kind of, sort of. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, so we found that out, and that was really cool because we got to see Jay Garrick in That's the, a funny in the egg, yeah, yeah, and that 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 was a funny Easter egg, and he claimed he was from Earth Three, right? So that opens up a whole other uh, sure, sure. can of worms, which is nice. Um, because we know that because of his appearance, like he's not Earth Two Henry Allen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the ending to this. How did you feel about the actual resolving of of how he beat Zoom? Um. Where Zoom got taken, which by the way was kind of cool because he looked like the Black Flash when like that was. An obvious homage to the Black Flash uh, when Flash had outrun his own. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
when you saw him, like, he was like the skeleton in the Black Flash. Yeah, like the details turned red. Yeah, I I saw a lot of uh, comments about that. Yeah, that was really cool. And then people were like, oh, you know, get ready to see this guy again. (laughs) I I don't know if that's going to happen, but... uh, I thought it was insane that um, Katie Cassidy got to show up as... uh, Black Siren. (laughs) Black Siren, and so it means in one episode of The Flash, they did uh, they did the Black Canary better than they ever did in in, in the Arrow, which yeah. was strange. Knocking down buildings. Yeah. By the way, can Mercury Labs catch a fucking break? Yeah, I it's like that's got to be the worst place in the world to work because like they're sitting there going like. Hey, we're not even. We didn't even build the fucking particle accelerator. That was that other place. We're trying to fix. Yeah, that we get wrecked like three times a season. Can we just yeah. like, get a, a nice insurance payout, please, and just That's all go good. home? They should hire a uh, like, like the metahumans should start doing stuff like. Listen, you need me to protect you against other metahumans. Pay me, you know, whatever plus benefits. Yeah. To protect Mercury Labs, right? Like, that should be someone's move. Make right? like, job. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? Uh, yeah, no, what was, uh, what sucked about that, and I mean, it was an emotional scene and everything like that, but what I was thinking is, uh, because woman from Mercury Labs, whose name I always forget, uh, obviously she is always in the middle of her entire corporation falling apart, and someone's always attacking it, and that's the only time we ever see her. Uh, and we see her throughout the rest of that episode, and, you know, we kind of get like these, oh, maybe she's starting to hit it off with Henry, and then Henry dies at the end of the episode. It's like, God damn it. Yeah, that was the thing, because the two of them, because the woman who plays uh, Dr. God damn it, why can't I remember his name? Uh, Paula Marshall She was plays from her the name. original uh, Flash as well. Yeah, right? she was Iris West, uh, Iris West on the original Flash with John Wesley Shipp, so when the two of them sat down together on that couch at Barry's house... <laughs> I was like, you know, I just started fanboy yeah, squealing. Each other. Yeah, and then I was like, oh, that's so good. And then he got killed like, <laughs> like, like 80 seconds later. Yeah, and how did you feel about that as a plot device? Because um, uh, this is now, we're, the show's now three for three. We're in the back half of the show. A major character was killed. Kind of as a now. So far, we were one for two because the Laurel Lance death did not work for the Arrow. Oh, I the see. Leonard Snart death I felt worked for <laughs> Legends of Tomorrow. Do you feel like the John Wesley Ship death of Henry Allen, and then immediately kind of sort of having him come back to life? How did you feel? Did did did, did that work for it you? Did and uh, here's why they kind of went directly into the finale from there. Mm-hmm. So they didn't have a pity party for like six episodes about it. Um, mm-hmm. They set up how awesome it was to see Jay Garrick because okay. Barry had sort of a moment when he's like, oh, it's this guy who's effectively my dad again. Um, and it set up a lot of motivation for Barry to do his flashpoint move at the end of the season. Because at this point, like, he, he saved the world from Zoom, he saved the multiverse from Zoom, but, you know, his family is shattered, and it gives him a lot of motivation to do what he did. Because he didn't do it at season one. Like, he had the opportunity to flashpoint at the end of season one, and didn't. And now he's pushed far enough that he's like, I'm gonna do this. <laughs> it, 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 it's, it's sort of 
I think that's going to be what motivated him a lot more to do it here. And that's what I'm okay with because it's it's pushing him to make moves to make things happen in the show. It's 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 driving the plot forward. Yeah, I mean, I I, I liked it. I had my issues with it. Um, I thought the well, a I thought the scene was really good mm-hmm. when 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 Teddy Sears was like standing behind John Wesley's ship and Grant Custom was like going, "Don't do it, don't do it." And then in John and Henry and Henry Allen was like, "I love you, Barry. I'm so proud. I love you, Barry. Yeah, I'm so proud of you. I'll always love you." And then he did it, and it was like, "No, like that. That was." Well done, yeah. to to a T. And, and there's like, a lot of parallels between this and the first season, too. Um, mm-hmm. And, and I mean, the fact that the main villain is killing one of Barry's parents in the same room. Mm-hmm. Um, the, what I liked, actually, in this one more than the first season was that the main villain was, like, hanging out with the good guys the entire time. Yeah. But didn't reveal himself to the audience for, like, because Harrison Wells in, in season one... Yeah. was revealed to be the bad guy to the audience within, like, the first, what, two episodes, maybe? At the, Christ- the Christmas finale was... Uh, well, that's, that's when we saw him well, as we knew the he had that Flash, movie. but we knew that he yeah. was like, he killed the one dude at the end of the first episode, right? Oh, no, yeah, was the second episode or something, he killed uh, Simon Stagg, yeah, right? Because yeah. I, I was like, oh, Simon Stagg is in this episode. Fuck yeah, that means we're going to get some metamorpho stuff. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> I was like, oh, that's crazy. They just kind of threw away a Simon Stagg and any guy and all the stuff that comes with him. By the way, like, actually, right. actually, just backing up a step here, uh, in the Jonah Hex episode of Legends of Tomorrow, they did another H.G. Wells <laughs> goof. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you already did that, Berlanti. Come on. Yeah. Guy's a big H.G. Wells fan. What do you want from yeah. him? But he's like, oh, my name is Wells. I'm like, like, Harrison Wells? Like, is this going to be a thing now? <laughs> yeah. And then... Yeah, I guess the writing staff, they just loves them some H.G. Wells. Oh, they did a lot of that, and I was fine with it, because I was like, oh, we went back in time, like, oh, you found a kid version of someone famous. <laughs> yeah, and saved his yeah. life. <laughs> That's convenient. Uh, um, what did you think of the Kevin Smith episode? Uh, I really liked that episode. <laughs> yeah, he directed the one, uh, for those of you who don't know, he directed the one where Barry's trapped in the Speed Force, and he's having all the conversations with the Speed Force. Meanwhile... The crew was trying to beat Zombie Girder, right? Right. Well, yeah. I mean, that was a weird thing, but I mean, that's that's a very Kevin Smith thing to do, I think. Well, he didn't write that though. Was the thing like he 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 didn't actually write any of the ep- of oh, that episode, okay, okay. so that's the like you can't place that on Kevin Smith. He di- he directed it, and he said on his podcast many times that he just showed up and they were like, "Tell me," and was like, "Tell me what to do," and then he was just kind of gave input on like takes and stuff. Oh, okay, he did not okay. actually. Write that. Episode, I, I, right? I like everything that happened in the Speed Force mm-hmm. in that episode. Yeah, and that's because it kind of like what was happening there with Barry was very similar to what was happening with Flash at the end of uh, uh, the greatest season of Justice League Unlimited. <laughs> yeah, uh, and so I'm like, ooh, this is you know this is juicy for me. Like this is an extra big slice of that pie, right? <laughs> Mm-hmm. So I was I was eating it all up like that's one episode that I was not playing on my phone during you know so and, uh, and he brought his he brought his uh, best friend uh, Jason Mewes <laughs> yeah Jay Mewes got to be in uh, got to have a line in the one episode and apparently he was also one of the because uh, at the end of that episode it also like Zoom also brought everybody out of from his all this the yeah, yeah the, the metas, metas from his yeah. world. 
And they were all like, you know, he goes like, whose world is this? And then like, ours, 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 yeah. ours. Apparently Jay Muse was one of the guys. Like, the was, yeah, he was in, in a mask or something going, ours, ours, ours. But like, there's yeah. been no way to pick him out, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I mean, I guess it's time we talk about that awesome ending that they did. So sure. he, he beats Zoom, mm-hmm. um, which I thought was weird because Zoom all of a sudden, I, the one thing I didn't like was Zoom all of a sudden had this cockamamie plan to destroy all of the, the multiverse. Yeah. Well, he just, yeah, he's like, all of a sudden I have this machine that's going to allow me to destroy the multiverse. Yeah. But that was also, a weird. I guess this machine was just at Mercurial Labs. <laughs> yeah. And he's just like, I'm building this machine and it's going to destroy all the things. And it's like, why do you want that zoom? And he was just like, well, you know, just to be a crazy idiot. And then, well, he wanted to be the fastest guy in the multiverse, and the only way to make that's, that happen for sure was destroy, destroy everything except for Earth One. That's true. Um, it, it was weird. I mean, I didn't. I I was just like, whatever. Let's go with it. Whatever we got to do so that it, you know, so that like, they I mean, do. as far as character motivations go, wanting to kill everybody isn't a super strong one. But no, it was not great. Yeah, and. Uh, yeah, it just the, the whole machine super, thing was weird. Thing. Like, what he lacked in actual character development, I kind of yeah. liked in just how menacing and how much presence he had when he was on screen. Uh, True. And I'm chalking that one all the way up to my boy Tony Todd, who did the ADR for Zoom. Yeah, confirmed. I'm like, that's yeah. definitely, oh, like, I'm like, is Tony Todd fucking Zoom? Like, are we gonna... oh, absolutely, he was. He was the same. He was the same guy in The Rock, right? Who said, you know how this shit works, right? Like. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah he, yeah he was. As soon as we took leave. hostages, we became mercenaries. Yeah, mercenaries that was really Todd. Paid. Yeah, lost he my was, fucking money. <laughs> yeah, that was him. He was one of the. He was the 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 brother. He was the guy who was like, I don't like soft ass shit. And then, and then buddy uh, Nick Cage shot a rocket at him, and he it's you. unnecessarily got impaled on You're that the rocket, man. That was completely the worst line thing. of that the entire movie. Oh god, I love the rock. <laughs> oh god, I do comments on that sometimes. Absolutely, hey, well, how was your bowling arm? <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie. Anyone who puts down, like, like I'll defend Michael Bay. Anyone who puts down Michael Bay, I just go the Rock, the Rock. Shut your mouth, the Rock. <laughs> uh, so, uh, we, so getting back on top of here. So Zoom, <laughs> Zoom gets beat mm-hmm. and. The the machine thing I I I take issues with the with the machine thing with the he, he built his own defeat me MacGuffin device basically so it was kind of the second MacGuffin we had and then oh sure and I mean everything basically always comes down to Barry having to race somebody yes and so Barry outraces him to Barry technically because he, he they, they do that whole like I created a time remnant or whatever the hell they called it. Yep. Just sweet, sweet comic book babble. Well, because he does the thing. He does the thing that Zoom kind of taunted him with earlier in the episode, because they had a fight, and Zoom beat him by by being willing to create a time remnant and kill himself. Yeah. And Barry did that here, it's because he was mm-hmm. able to save Joe, he was able to save everyone, while also defeating Zoom. So, he defeats Zoom, and then... His dad's dead, and he, he gets to see his dad sort of back alive with the new Jay Garrick, and it's enough to break him that he does the thing that Barry Allen should never do, mm-hmm. which is he goes back in time to that same room and stops the reverse flash from killing his mother, yep. which was the whole thing. 
in the last episode of season one, so it was a nice callback. Yeah, yeah, um, I mean, he saw himself again, like, the version of himself from the first season, and I'm like, ooh. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so, so I can't remember who it was, but somebody on the, some glorious person on the internet, and I hope to God it doesn't come to this, but somebody did one where it was like, there were there were seven Barry Allens in the yeah, room exactly. going, and like half of them were going, don't do it, and the other half were going, do it. So it was it was like this is an obscure reference check with your parents, but it was very reminiscent of the Duckman episode where Duckman like had different versions of himself telling him whether or not to go to the rehearsal yeah. or not. Like so, let's hope it doesn't come to that. Uh, the, 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 so that the one I saw was um, like the first scene of uh, season one of uh, sorry season three of Flash is, uh, you know, Barry now back in time in his mom's place having saved her, and then out of, like, the shadows in the corner walks Red Ponter, and he goes, listen here, you little shit. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> not bad. Oh, that was good. Um, so, it's a, kind of a direct reference to, if you, if, if you haven't read the Flashpoint Paradox, or just, well, the Paradox was the, if you haven't watched the Flashpoint Paradox, which was the DC animated version of it, in first off, go watch that because it's fantastic. And B, you should also read the comic books of the Flashpoint because basically what happened was around 2007, 2008, when DC was white hot with Dark Knight coming out and they had just had some great success with the Batman Begins franchise and, and everything was coming up DC, mm-hmm. they had this brilliant idea of, well, while we got everybody hooked, let's reboot our universe. And that eventually became the new 52. And, but they said, before we go out, (laughs) let's do two just world shattering plot lines that will be like, you know, people like a lot of people will die, but then it won't matter because we're rebooting our comic universe anyway. And one of them was the blackest night storyline where all of the black lanterns brought everybody back to life as zombies. (laughs) And the other one, was the Flashpoint uh, series where Flash fucked up the timeline by going back and saving his mother from dying. And we initially thought it was the reverse Flash who did it, but it turned out it was, it was Barry who went back and did it. And then the entire DC universe, like the ripple effect of him saving his mom, changed, uh, everything. changed everything. Like uh, Bruce Wayne died in the alley that night instead of, Instead of the Wayne, the Wayne, so the you know his dad ends up becoming Batman. Aquaman, instead of you know being the guy, the Joker, right? Yeah, his mom ends up becoming yeah becoming the Joker. Uh, Aquaman, instead of coming in peace, wages war against everybody, and he teams up with uh, Diana, who also shows up to Earth with the Amazons and wages war and like takes over Europe and declaims a new Thamascara, and it was just like. Deathstroke is is a good guy, and him and Luthor are trying to team up to stop him. It was all great stuff. So, whether or not... I mean, it's obvious that they set up... They're going to do some sort of Flashpoint-y type thing. Whether or not they will go that deep? Who knows? But it's at least there for them if they want. Yeah. I, I suspect it's more likely that they'll go... We had kind of talked about this at the end of first season two, because we got the wormhole that Barry was going through, and we're like, "What the hell does this mean?" And we we thought, "Okay, there's going to be some like alternate universe, like Earth two sort of stuff uh, that's going to happen for at least a couple episodes, but have broader ramifications throughout the entire season." And that was 
for the most part true here, although it was definitely very important. Mm-hmm. Um, what I think is going to happen is this will have some... It will, it will definitely be, like, some nods to Flashpoint, like, some very Flashpoint-heavy-ish episodes, like, the first couple episodes, maybe. And then Barry will get back to a at least mostly recognizable simulacrum of his world, um, having fixed it in some way. Uh, but the key changes being, uh, well, there will be some key changes. I mean, hopefully there won't have been a city nuked in as there was an arrow. Hopefully they fix that because that's a weird thing that happened that we have to deal with now. Um, it will hopefully bring Supergirl into the realm. <laughs> yep. Um, and so I think we're going to get to later. Supergirl is now on the CW. Yeah, absolutely. Where it should have been the whole time. And uh, I actually have some theories about where like some crossover episodes could go, and I am excited because they line up with my interests. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm not sure about how deep the Flashpoint is going to go, necessarily. I, I don't think it'll be, like, the pulp of the entire season. But it will set up the season, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, like, everything that he does will be... Uh, everything that happens in the season will be as a result of what he's done now. But everything that we would recognize from, like, the Flashpoint movie or the Flashpoint comics will happen within the first couple episodes. That's my guess. Hmm. Because we're not going to get Wonder Woman and Aquaman, at least not on screen, right? They may be mentioned. Yeah. Like, my my thing is, DC, obviously, I don't know why, but, it, it like, they're, they're so reluctant to let the big three get mentioned on these shows, or even be on these shows. Well, and which, that might be fixed, at least for Superman, going forward. Yeah. Like, I don't um, think we'll have him showing up at any point during Supergirl, but, you know, at least we know he's part of that canon, and we see, like, the silhouette occasionally. Yes. Yeah, and he, he sort of showed up and, and did this whole... the Like, he was sort of there in Supergirl, if you watch Supergirl. But he never... Like, they, like he was never he there, there to steal the thunder. Yeah. yeah, he wasn't there to steal the thunder or even to do anything to be like, hey, like, he wasn't standing next to Kara. Like, he never got to have a conversation. With Kara, basically. Yeah. And if you ever Except talk to Other than by always, text message. <laughs> yeah, it was always through some weird version of MSN Messenger that apparently still existed in their universe. Um, but, yeah, for whatever reason, they never let him use the big three. Mm-hmm. And as I mentioned earlier, in the Flashpoint, Bruce Wayne dies in the alley that night. Right. And Thomas Wayne becomes... Yep. So, so we might, and that's like a, a minor we, like, enough can character. We please, yeah. Can we please? Can we please get the Batman? Somebody playing, but not like the, but the Thomas Wayne Batman, not the Bruce Wayne Batman that we all know and love. Can we get the Batman yeah. in the CW verse? Like, can it happen? Or hell, just, even if, just a Thomas only, Wayne. Like, we don't even have to get very specific yeah. about it. <laughs> if only for brief. Like, can Thomas Wayne show up and be like, "I'm building a something in Central City. Like, I'm I'm exta- expanding Wayne." Casino, like I'm building a Wayne Casino because that was the thing that they changed right, in, yeah, uh, yeah. in the in the in the Flashpoint was he built his his empire through uh, instead of like through phil- uh, philanthropic means he was building casinos and just these like sleazy joints <laughs> and stuff like that. And, yeah, that's right. He was like a hard alcoholic and everything. <laughs> and just going around shooting people. All like, do that. Give me, give me the Tom, give me the crazy Thomas Wayne drunk Batman. Like, <laughs> like, can we please? Like, just, just. 
oh, like Warner Brothers or whoever is 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 allowed to green light this. Let it happen. Like let let Flash. Like, let them just go nuts and let... Oh, God, it'd be, it'd be so awesome. Like, what if we could get... Although, I believe the guy who they had playing Deathstroke on... Uh, oh. in, in Season 2. I think he's got a new gig. Oh, okay. uh, I think he's on that, that show that MTV was doing where they were trying to do their version of uh, Game of Thrones. I can't remember what the hell that, that one was called. But it was basically like... Game of Thrones, MTV, and it was based on some book series I've never heard mm-hmm. of. And it's... Not for my generation. Um, but, yeah, maybe you could get the guy who plays Deathstroke to come back and be like, you know, we got to stop the whatever fucking, and, like, he's a good guy now, right? And then, oh, man. Uh, another big one is the Flash lost his powers in the uh, the thing right. and had to, re- had to recreate the accident once again. Did they go back to that for the third season? Like, does the Flash get struck by lightning a third Wumble time? Wumble again? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't think he can do that again. <laughs> no. Um... Oh, what else do they have? What else could they it's do? The, I mean, the thing is, and and this is what I was. I I don't know. Like, I really like this finale, mm-hmm. but it seems like they were setting up so much stuff. Like, this is gonna be a thing in the third season, and then like Barry just goes and fucks up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like it's like oh, me and uh, you know. Jay, Jay Garrick and, and uh, Harrison Wells are going to go back to that side of things. And, you know, when they recreated the particle wave explosion, it definitely hit Wally West and Jesse Quick. And <laughs> it's like, <"Nah." laughs> it's another way for them to keep Tom Cavanaugh around. Because if he resets the timeline, Harrison Wells could very much still be alive, right? Oh, yeah, and no. Then, and then he's, he's confirmed yeah. for season three. <laughs> Is he good? Because yeah. I'm like, like whatever we can do to keep Tom Cavanaugh around, right? Like oh, yeah. I don't care if we got to keep making up bullshitty excuses for Tom Cavanaugh to be around. Oh, like it's perfect. I'm, so we got uh, yeah. we got uh, Zoom finished off, so we can get happy with Harrison Wells again. <laughs> That's yeah. a probably grim one. And uh, what else? Like like Reverse Flash. Like is is Reverse Flash going to be the main baddie of season three? Do you think? Uh, main baddie, no. I could see him becoming a recurring baddie. Like, I, yeah. I I feel like he'll kind of be like the Malcolm Merlin of the show. I, yeah, I need... Or he's just always there to fuck shit up, but he's not the... Yeah, that's anymore. another thing we forgot to, to mention in Arrow, is I'm, I'm, I think I'm done with the guy playing Malcolm Merlin. Yeah. Like, I'm ready to see that character go. Like, he just... The, the dynamic with him and Thea now is just, I'm... I'm I'm ready for that to stop. Oh, yeah. Well, and I, I, they, they know what they're doing, too. Like, they had the conversation at the end of the season, too, where Thea's like, let me guess, you're doing it to protect me. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah, like, and that's the thing. This She's conversation just again. As, yeah, she, like, that character is just as sick of it as the audience. Yeah, exactly. Like, well, then why do you keep doing it? Like, it just doesn't make sense. Um, the... I... I, I just, because here's what I want for third season. Because Zoom in season two. So, so are we talking third season? Or are we talking like the next season of everything? <laughs> no, no, I'm talking third season of Flash. Because okay. um, Zoom, they hit some of the same beats with Zoom as they did with the Reverse Flash, right? Yeah, Where there, there's subterfuge, and then it turned out he was a speedster, and then it was a guy that was with them all along, and then. They got into the different Earth stuff and whatnot, and and Barry's parents. Barry's had a parents to kill. Uh, yeah, well, that might not be true anymore. <laughs> I would like to see 
whoever the baddie is, and and who knows, like th- this could be a thing where Flash ends up realizing he's been the bad guy the whole time, like he did in in the Flashpoint thing, where it was like, oh my god, this is all my fault. Right. And if that happens, I need uh, like like if if they have a main baddie for next year, mm-hmm. one, let's not make him a speedster. Yep. Let's have a non speedster. Let's have a non-speedster pose a threat to the Flash. And B, let's have no subterfuge. Let's have let's 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 know who the main villain is right up front. I don't. I don't yeah, I don't not have him be hiding in plain sight. Not hide. Yeah, not have him be hiding in the shadows. I mean, you don't have to reveal who the main bad guy is. Maybe in the first yeah, episode, but he doesn't need to be part of the good guy team for half the season. <laughs> yes, exactly. Right. Like I don't. I I don't need any of that. But like, like you can have like now, your, now at this point, I'm immediately suspicious. <laughs> Yeah, like you can have your shadowy figures, yeah. and then at the end be like, you know, oh, turns out it was like fucking Aquaman or somebody like that is the, is, <laughs> is the bad guy. That's cool. the first thing. But um, or fucking Deathstroke. I don't know. Bring back Deathstroke. Or Deathstroke. <laughs> or one more game. <laughs> yeah, I don't give a shit. Like just, <laughs> just something, man. Like just non-speedster, non-speedster. Yeah. And uh, so. That brings me to my next question. Do you think that they will let The Flash... Will the other television shows feel the ripple of The Flash messing up the timeline? At least a little bit, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it, like, it, it's like, it's, it's, it's baked into Legends of Tomorrow. I don't even need to explain that. Yeah, um, and, and Legends of Tomorrow, you don't even have to bring into the... No, it might not affect you know, the characters at all. Some, They're like, huh, yeah, a lot's changed here. Yeah, you could make up some nonsense of there in, like... <laughs> like, you could have some, some bullshitty line where, like, oh, because we were in the, uh, you know, like, we were in, in like, the time port or whatever while, you know, the ripple effect was, was taking place. We were unaffected by the changes the Flash made, right? Like, you could just... Make up some not just some. Well, sure, but also think how cool would it be if the reason that you know Buddy from the JSA shows up and he's like, "Oh, Mick Rory sent me back here to stop you guys from ever doing this." Like, what if that's as a direct result of this Flashpoint nonsense? Yeah, that would also be cool. Right? But I'm just saying, like, if you didn't want to bring the Legends of Tomorrow in, you well, had well, you what I'm saying is, you had like uh, Luthor mind. and Deathstroke being like kind of good guys in that universe. What if uh, Heat Wave is in this one? Right? Yeah. He could easily take that role. Yeah. I say I just Man, I would really like to see. And if you watch the Supergirl thing, you found out that Supergirl was on Earth three and had no idea yeah, or, or about any of this because it was meant to just be like a one time only deal, right? Yeah, yeah. And now that she's on the CW where she belongs, mm-hmm. uh they've got a built-in way to just be like, hey, forget all that crap we said earlier, right? Like, where it was, like, Earth 3. So, I I don't, I just, I'm, I'm glad. So, I'm I'm glad, it, I'm, it's happy to see Supergirl on the CW. Yeah, and then they've got a whole supporting cast to bring over, too. So, it yeah. won't just be like, oh, she's coming over for a mission from an alternate Earth. Like, they're going to bring this central city. Like, they're, sorry, they're, um, wow, I forget the name of their city. Uh, oh god, they had the worst one. Uh, National That's City? It, National City. National City? Was that it? Which, to me, was like, they were like the last dog at the bowl, as far as the uh, the city names <laughs> go. Well, that was a nondescript name that we can give the city. 
Yeah, National City, yeah. they called it. Apparently... But they would have to bring basically bring that city into this universe and have it be like it was always there. Like, there's some flashpointy stuff that would have to happen here. Um, which I'm fine yeah, with. Yeah. I'm, I, I may be telling tales at a school here, but I thought I read somewhere, maybe this was just a clickbaity thing, because I didn't pay it too much attention, but I thought I heard that Callista Flockhart is not coming back for season two of Supergirl. Well, that would be a shame. Yeah, I, I, I wholeheartedly agree. <laughs> I, ho- I, I hope I, I hope I, I hope misread that's wrong. that. Yeah, I hope I completely misread what that. Uh, anything else that you want to add to um, our flashy talk here? Or? Sort of. Um, Go ahead and and throw it at me. This is kind of what I wanted to see as one of these, like, because we already know that we're gonna get like one four show crossover happening probably fairly early in this season. Really? Yes. Oh, I didn't. I had not. You hadn't heard, heard this? Just, oh, no, yeah, I just no. assumed it was going to happen. No, we're getting an everyone crossover. Oh, nice. So, two things I want to happen, and and I would love to have this spin into something that has a lot to do with what's happening in season two of Supergirl with Project Cadmus, because mm-hmm. I am desperate to see a, a live action remake of season two of the JLU. Yeah. Um. And having other characters be available for that would be cool. Uh, I also want, uh, just like a, as an Easter egg for, uh, those of us in the know for, uh, Supergirl to look at, you know, Ray Palmer and say that he looks a lot like her cousins. Yeah. <laughs> Get real meta with it. Yep. Yeah. That'd be pretty good. Ah, man. I just, yeah, I no, four up. series crossover has been confirmed. That's happening. That's insane. And that's that's, that's, that's got to be a time to do it. That's got to be a t- television first. Well, uh, is to have, to have four shows simultaneously crossover like that. Uh, well, I mean, other than, like, you know, the shitty stuff from the 80s, like the cartoon All Stars to the rescue, but that's not true. Really, yeah. There's not really anything in canon, so let's just yeah, record that. <laughs> Anti-drug PSA. Yeah, exactly. I remember that. I used to have to watch that. In, in I never saw it. That fucking. You never saw it. No. They showed it in. I'm surprised that they showed it in. Because uh, I remember I, I got I got it was showed to me in school. If you, if you've never seen this YouTube, it it's it's this anti-drug. It's like cartoon all stars to the rescue or yep. something. And it's basically all your favorite cartoons from the 80s: uh, Ninja Turtles, Muppet Babies, Garfield, uh, Chipmunks. Alvin and the Chipmunks. Oh, who else are we? I think Alf's in it. <laughs> yes, Alf was in it. Uh, the Ghostbusters, I think, were in it. I could be wrong on that one. Slimer, Slimer's I think, in was it, yeah. Yeah, Slimer was in it. Bugs Bunny, I think, in it. <laughs> yes, Bugs Bunny and, and uh, all those guys are in it. And it was about it was basically about this kid who the the like he started smoking pot and then they showed him you know what it's like. Yeah, he's just like this. <laughs> Yeah, and it was their just say no thing. And it was around the time I I think if I remember correctly, George Bush Sr. and Barbara Bush did like a whole you know, like introduction for the whole thing and it was just a, it was it was part of their whole like the war on cuz like the it was during the war on drugs, I Yeah, believe. yeah, it was yeah. after the Nancy Reagan just say no, but into the beginning of yeah. the war on drugs. <laughs> Yeah, because it, yeah, it was the start of the, the the war on drugs and whatnot. It was, it, but like that one, as bad as it is, it's pretty classic. <laughs> but it, it might be the first ever like, hey, these guys all live in the same world type of type. Yeah, of actually, uh, there's another podcast I listen to with uh, Mikey Newman and Will Wheaton. They do a show like every month or something like that called <laughs> TV Crimes, and they did an episode on it. 
And Mikey was basically like saying, if I'd seen this show when I was eight, I would have lost my mind. But then he's like, I, it actually came out when I was eight, so maybe I did. Yeah. I just remember that they showed it when I was in, in school, just as, a, just as like, hey, kids, don't do drugs. But it was so... Surreal. <laughs> not just surreal, but it, like if you look back on it now, it's extremely right wing. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. Right? And for them to show that in a school and teachers and whatnot are predominantly left wing, it's just pretty crazy. But just looking back on that now as a, as a more informed adult, I was just like, "Hey, it's kind of weird that they <laughs> showed that, that in the classroom." Thing that yeah, they they showed that to me when I was in a classroom, sitting in like grade three and grade like two, right? Mm. Strange. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, yeah, I'm I'm suspecting yeah, that. way off topic. There. <laughs> I, I suspect that if, excellent pull by you though, good sir. We've got a uh, we've got a confirmed four series crossover. Uh, I actually think that there's a chance it might be in the season premiere of Flash, mm-hmm. and it yeah, would be awesome. everybody kind of fixing Barry's mistake. <laughs> Flash comes on. Uh, I was gonna say Flash is the first one, but that's not true because of C- uh, they're gonna keep Supergirl. Supergirl keeping the Monday slot. Yeah, well, I guess they'll have to switch it. I can't imagine they'll want to put it on a Friday slot though, right? Because t- Tuesday through Thursday are already booked up with Flash, Arrow, <laughs> Legends of Tomorrow. And I know I read something about this, but now I don't remember which one. It was. And from what we've from what we know about television, if you want a show to succeed, you do not put on it Friday, on at Friday. Yeah. On Friday night at eight o'clock. That's why Constantine lasted. Like, I mean, I actually haven't got, uh, had a chance to watch that Constantine show, so I don't know if it was actually any good. It's sitting there on Show Me. I tried to watch it one time, but it didn't work. Ah. And but one time I will watch it, so I'm not sure if it was good enough to stay. But if it is, we can absolutely blame it on the fact that if you put a show on at eight o'clock at night on a Friday, nobody is going to watch it yep. unless it's sports. Like, it's just not going to happen. So. There's no way they're moving. I can't imagine they're moving uh, Supergirl to a slot to die. <laughs> yeah, to a slot to die, right? So I, I just I assume that it'll it'll keep that Monday spot and it'll go up against Godham. And which oh my god, we should talk about Godham oh, real quick. Finally, oh my god, <laughs> the ending to Godham was oh so sorry, dumb. just quickly uh, rating flash. <laughs> Oh, rating flash, yeah. Before I, I I'll, I'll try to be as quick as I can on Godham. Um, uh, eight five. I think. I'll give it a nine. Yeah, eight eight five, maybe like a like an eight seven five yeah. type of uh, close, bordering on a Split nine. Some hairs here. Yeah. Yeah, it just very good. Few things. Yeah, eight eight five, I think, is where it is. Very good. Keep up the good Absolutely. work. So, damn. Goddamn. Oh my god. Um. You really need to watch it because you're laughing though. That scares me. It's not. It's not. Well, oh, it's not good. Oh, okay. I mean, certain, certain things about. <laughs> Don't it, get it twisted. This isn't a good show. No, certain things about it are great. Like they do certain things on it great. Like BD Wong was the MVP of this season. As that uh, strange, right? But yeah, you just you have to remember it that. Yeah, Professor Strange. Cause I was going to say, yeah, I, sorry, got it twisted there. <laughs> you want to get sued? <laughs> but uh, he was he was great. Had the look of Hugo Strange. Was great. But the thing was, he wasn't playing uh, Hugo Strange, the mad scientist, in, or sorry, the mad psychiatrist and hypnotist. He was basically playing B.D. Wong. He, he was basically B.D. Wong as his mad scientist character from Jurassic Park 
as Hugo Strange. So basically, he was running this like secret society, this secret lab in the bottom of Arkham. It was uh, Hugo Strange running Arkham. Nothing new that's happened before. Yep. But he had a secret basement in Arkham where he was running all these experiments, trying to figure out how to like bring people back from the dead. Sure. And <laughs> kind of, and then, yeah, a little bit, and then succeeded in in bringing uh, a character back to the dead after he figured out some technology that uh, he just the final piece of his puzzle. Uh was something that uh, Victor Freeze had figured out earlier. Oh, I see, I see. Yep. Like, like cryogenic. <laughs> yeah, that he's like, that's the missing piece of my of my thing. And then he, he got it, and he was able to bring uh, a guy who had died in the first half of the season back to life. And the guy who died was this made-up character named Theo Galavan, and he died, and he was part of the Order of St. Dumas, which is an Asriel tie-in, right? Yeah. So when they brought him back from the dead, his mind was all, like, warped, mm-hmm. and all he could remember were the bookings of saint dumas right and hugo strange because he's like batman where he's a, a genius who, who reads up on everything knew exactly what the book was and was able to brainwash that guy into thinking he was Azrael. Yeah. yeah yeah and yeah. i think you told me about this once okay yeah. so he was running around as Azrael, and then there was this other funny stuff where he goes uh he, he had he had this uh this woman who who was excellent in the series her character i don't know the actress who played her but she was great and her name was just miss peabody and she, you know she would always be like you know you're an idiot you're gonna get us all killed and stuff like that but she would still carry out whatever he asked him to do right like she'd be like you're an insane person you're gonna get us all killed but i'm gonna do it anyway because why not sure and <laughs> so she brings him this like stack of books and she's like what are these books for and he's like well we had such success with uh opening up uh or you know with brainwashing Azrael with books or or, or with like, inputting his character into somebody or in, inputting that character into his mind that I'm going to try it with other guys and he starts leafing through the books and he gets to Alice in Wonderland yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so and and, and like BD Wong starts reading the 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 dinner scene between the Mad Hatter and Alice yep. <laughs> right and I'm just like that's great cuz Mad Hatter is one of my favorite obscure Batman villains right, right, so yeah. there's that little reference there and some of the other guys, they teased that one of the guys down in his basement is Killer Croc. Okay. Uh, um, uh, one of the uh, one of the characters be- uh, fully became Firefly in the other one. It, they did a female version of Firefly. That's fun. <laughs> but I mean, like, <laughs> the ending was just so wild because they had um, so they captured Jim Gordon at one point, and BD Wong's like, "I'm gonna kill you, Jim Gordon," but. I can't just kill Jim Gordon because people you know, will he's, notice. Yeah, people will notice. So what he did was he took this guy and he puts this thing over uh, Commissioner Gordon's head and you know pours a bunch of crap into it and then takes it off of him and he's like, "What'd you do to me?" And he's like, "Don't worry, uh, like it will all be explained in a minute." And he sits this other guy across from him and puts the same thing on his head. And then pumps the stuff that they took from him, and then they take the this like device off his head, and he looks exactly like Jim Gordon, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And then Feedy Wong goes, "Don't worry, Basil here." And I was like, "No!" <laughs> right? So it was supposed to be Basil Carlo, yeah, yeah. Uh, who was so something's gonna happen, and he's gonna be Clayface. <laughs> yeah, and then so, but the thing was, Basil Carlo is supposed to be an actor, yeah, right? Yeah. Which is why he's able to pull off acting like, like other people. Acting like other people, and then, like, 
when he was doing Jim Gordon, it was basically the worst Jim Gordon impression, and he was fucking everything up, so it was just like, oh, God, it, like, it was so terrible, it was good, right? Like, he was fucking everything up, because he didn't actually do any research on the guy he was supposed to be, so they'd ask him, like, basic questions, and he'd be like, ah, don't worry about it, and stuff, it was just all terrible dialogue. I definitely know the answer to this question. We've talked before. <laughs> yeah, and it's just, oh, God, it was so bad. So they just started beating you over the head with the, like, the Batman references at the end, and it was just like, tune in for season three. <laughs> we'll go through the rest like, of them. Oh, God, like, that show is so bad. Like, <laughs> if you watch it, like, I'm, I'm trying to think if... Like, let's say Batman was never... Like, if you didn't know who Batman was or any of his dudes and you tried to watch Gotham... You'd be very confused. <laughs> you, I'm, I'm wondering if you would like it. I'm like... I'm Because, like, like, you watch the show and you're just like... Well, I, that's just it. Because I imagine a lot of people who watch it are like, yeah, I like Batman. He's got Batman and the Joker and Bane. Yeah. And those are the villains that I know. <laughs> Yeah. Right? Like, I wonder, like, oh, yeah. like is the average person coming into this doesn't know who the fuck Asriel is. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because Asriel's deep. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like, and then you try to explain that there were two Asriels, right? And one's the, the, the Michael Holt, or, or not Michael Holt, uh, the fucking, one's the John Paul Valley, and one's the other Michael, I'm forgetting his last name right now, but he was the really cool one. And, uh, oh, God. But it's just, but they did. There was this one cool moment where, when the guy showed up as Azrael to try to kill uh, Bruce Wayne, because he, 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 you know, he, he convinced him how to become uh, Michael Wayne. God, that that was the second Azrael. God, that was gonna bug me. And uh, <laughs> he, there was this one bit where, like, he came to try to kill because the guy tried to kill Bruce Wayne as part of the Order of Saint Dumas, and that was like. Hugo Strange convinced him your last mission was to kill Bruce Wayne and he tries to go after him this time as Azrael but the police are protecting Bruce Wayne and so he's in a room with like 30 police officers and they're all shooting at him and he's jumping he's parkouring right like Assassin's Creed sure. <laughs> and, and like jumping from place to place avoiding the bullets and then jumps out the window to get away and there's this bit where like Bruce Wayne's watching him do this and he's just like ah oh, I'm gonna do that one day right <laughs> uh, and it was just like it was just kind of like that. Me too. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, but yeah, Gotham is like I just I, I you're watching it the way I used to watch Heroes. <laughs> I'm watching it the way I used to watch True Blood, where I love it. I love it because I hate it so yeah. much. And honestly, this is like that's probably the best way to describe it is Gotham is basically if you let the True Blood writers write a Batman TV show. That's basically what it is. I wonder yep. if it's well, some of the same. My decision is solid still. Oh, yeah. But, like, I, I think you should watch it for, just for the laughs. For the like, honestly. Yeah, you should watch it for the laughs, basically, because it's, it's so ridiculous. And it's going to get a season three, because it's still doing, like, that's how strong. Batman pull is. The Batman, like, that's how strong the Batman is, is that you can have an absolute dog shit TV show and you're, you're still going to get at least three seasons, right? Like, oh, yeah. It's just, yeah. Well, how many seasons um, did Smallville get? Like, ten? <laughs> yeah, Smallville had ten, but Smallville, uh, which I never watched, but Smallville was the first one to kind of tap into that. Hey, you know, we can have, like, the Green Arrow and stuff in a live-action show, right? Yeah, like, yeah. And, I mean, the guy doesn't... Because, I mean, he never put the suit on, right? Like, I don't think the guy ever put the tights on in 
Not as far uh, as I know. I don't know. I watched a season and a half of it, and yeah. it got I don't think far he didn't too self-opery for me. I don't think he ever did. I think I don't think he ever put the tights on. Oh, but, I like, very much fucking, doubt it. <laughs> but fucking like Mr. Mixia Spitlick was a was a fucking <laughs> character. Like showed up in like I don't know season nine or oh, something. Oh yeah, yeah. And you got like so that's how deep it got. <laughs> yeah, so like that's how how deep it got, right? Yeah. So I think Supergirl was on that show too, actually. <laughs> I wouldn't surprise me. I know Green Arrow. Yeah, yeah. I know Green Arrow and Flash, and and I think possibly. Yeah. Oh, but it was like young Barry Allen, wasn't it? Like Barry Allen was supposed to be like ten years, was like I don't know, a teenager. Yeah, yeah, like maybe like, like fourteen like years old or something. Yeah, they mentioned the Suicide Squad. I think the Suicide Squad made it into uh, <laughs> into the so like Deadshot was there and stuff too. Crazy. Um, yeah, so I think that's it for for this week. We're all caught up on the Berlantiverse, so we'll have to wait till yep, see you in October. <laughs> Yeah, see you in September, October, but, I mean, we'll be back, yeah, obviously. Cause a lot of other we, movies we, and stuff coming out in the meantime. Yeah, Suicide Squad, obviously. I was say, yeah. oh, uh, have you had a chance to see uh, X-Men yet? I did. We're going to talk about it next week, I think. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm probably going to end up going tomorrow night. Yeah, okay, uh, yeah Rob and I have seen it, and uh, Lee Pock is going to go this weekend, and you're telling me you're going to go... Probably within the next couple of days, yeah. So, yeah, we'll be back next, probably around this time next week, talk a little... Uh, Apocalypse, because I mean, uh, don't 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 say anything. No, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spoil anything for you. But I mean, you were saying you you, you had your trepidations going into oh, it based sure. on. Well, I mean, and I'm not was. a huge X Men fan as other people are. True. Um, definitely not. Like, I'll basically, it's not dog shit, is what I'll tell oh, you. Like, because some of, some of the internet sources were reporting that it was dog shit. It's not dog shit. It's it's worth. The eight bucks you'll pull from your wallet and slap down to go see Fair it. Enough. But that said, a couple issues, and uh, after you see it, we'll uh, come back and talk about those. Uh, thanks to everybody. You can find us on thecrossoverpodcast.com, on SoundCloud, iTunes, and uh, we're on Facebook, facebook.com slash thecrossoverpodcast. Thanks, as always, to the people on Twitter and the hashtag Potter and Family Movement and the good people over there helping us get our retweets and whatnot. And if you want a shout out or anything, let us know. And yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'll go ahead and share. If you can, uh, if you were ever a fan of the uh, early '90s sitcom Saved by the Bell, yes, we are desperately. Matt and uh, Craig are doing our big 100th episode um, with the Saved by the Bell retrospective spectacular. Retrospectacular, yep. I'm going to call it. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's coming up soon, because this is episode 84, so it's not too long. Oh, yeah, no, it'll probably be within the next, uh, I don't know, six weeks. <laughs> yeah. We'll do episodes pretty quickly. Game of Thrones. Yeah. Right? Uh, yeah, yeah, Game of Thrones is boosting our, like, the weekly game. Although, I don't know if you're listening to this week, but I have renounced the Game of Thrones recaps. They uh, they, they tested me with uh, with yet another fart joke in the last episode. Yep, so, I saw that, uh, and I'm like, well, he's out. <laughs> I, I abandoned it. I don't know. There's some talk of you guys will just come on and talk, and I'll, I'll, I'll produce my own podcast. Like, I'll sit there and listen to you guys talk. I don't give a shit. But I'm pretty sure I'm, 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 I'm a man of my word, and they tested my patience with another fart joke. And so the, that might be it. The third six episodes. <laughs> The third and three, isn't it? Or it was like third. It was like three out of four at, yeah, at most. I mean, the last two episodes in a row, definitely. <laughs> yeah, and so uh, like it would honestly, I wouldn't have met if they didn't have that Picel fart joke. I it wouldn't even be an issue. Yeah, this wouldn't because it's in like, a play and you get it. <laughs> yeah, 
But it was the fact that they did the one Grandmeister Pycel fart joke, and I was just like, well, fuck you then, if you're going to do And like I said I on the podcast last week, yes, I'm turning a bit into Scott the Dick from South Park, where it's like, fart jokes on the lowest form of comedy. But, I mean, I'm okay with a fart joke if you earn it. Um, I don't, I, I, listen, fart jokes are hilarious. It's not, it, it doesn't belong in Game of Thrones. <laughs> no. Not at all. So not straight face. If it's in a play with people acting like idiots anyway, sure. But yes, that that I would want. Like I said, if they didn't put the Pycelle fart joke in there, I think I, I think I would wouldn't be as pissed off. I was just so offended by the lowbrow. Like I don't know. I just sitting there like didn't fucking again with this again. <laughs> yeah, just bad, bad, bad. So I don't know if we'll be continuing the. Uh, well, well, we'll see. Stay tuned. Yeah. Find out what we do on Monday. Maybe there's a Game of Thrones recap. Maybe there yeah, is. Maybe, we'll maybe it's me alone. <laughs> yeah, it might be. Uh, yeah, so, no. so anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I really like this part. Uh, but I, do you want to do a quickie? Re- do, do a quickie review of what you what you thought of the last episode? Oh Jesus! Uh, now now it's been a few days. Usually I watch it right before we record. Yeah. Two two minute review. Not even two minutes. Uh, the thing I said about Arya seems to be coming true. Uh, yes. everyone in King's Landing is fucked and everything's terrible and Tommen is the worst and how did they lose track of him and not know he was there uh, he's basically butters <laughs> yeah I guess I don't know <laughs> but it's like he's the king you would think you would know if he was hanging out with the set, the, the high Septon did you hate that Daenerys scene as much as I did yeah it was the same scene again it's like alright uh, it. yeah bad <laughs> Uh, and thus ends our quickie <laughs> Game of Thrones recap, if you haven't seen that. Um, um, this season's turning out better than I thought it would, and I don't know what that means, and I'm okay with a lot of this stuff happening or not happening in actual canon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I would wager the only super offensive thing that has happened so far was the completely unnecessary Dorn sequence yep. in episode one. Um, oh, and then start so, back in the mix. That's a fun pull. <laughs> yeah, why the mask, though? So weird. Uh... Kevin Miller, thanks for doing this, and we'll get you. We'll probably see you next week for the X Men Apocalypse review, sure. and, and possibly a Game of Thrones recap. Yeah, possibly. We'll see. All right, uh, take care, everybody, and we'll see you next time on the Crossword Podcast. Good night.